eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 3rd, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Mr. Jonah Booker. A lot to get into. Let's start on the injury front for Ohio State. Ryan Day doesn't like talking about injuries, but uh, that doesn't mean we can't talk about them. Now, he has said all week, Emeka Buka is coming back this week. Um, Kamakor basically like, backed that up. Um, even Donovan Jackson, he's very careful with his words. When I asked him about it, said, yeah, we're getting Emeka back. So, um That'll be huge. Obviously, Marvin hasn't skipped a beat, but man, getting a Mecca back is going to be big. And you can also use him as like a pseudo running back here and there, you know, on jet sweeps. Not that jet sweeps have been that good this year, Jay Book, but just the impact of getting a Mecca back. I think it's critical for this offense, Dave. Uh, Marvin has been outstanding in the absence of a Mecca. I do believe that the offense, they've been overly reliant on Marvin in the passing attack. We haven't been getting enough from this those uh, next wave of wide receivers, Julian Fleming, Carnell Tate. There hasn't been a whole lot there. Kate Stover, he was on a hot streak before the last game where he didn't even get a target, didn't record a catch. So just getting a second weapon back, that's going to be critical because the thing that you're seeing, you're starting to see defenses roll their safeties over towards Marvin and saying, hey, we're going to make these other guys, these other wide receivers beat us. They haven't been able to do it. Uh, consistently, even though Marvin has been playing outstanding, I do think that this will really help the quarterbacks, really help help out the offense, and it will help Kyle not have to automatically lock on this number one wide receiver. He can come off him if Marvin is double covered or if there's a safety over top. I thought Coach Day's comments about Lathan Ransom on Tuesday were very ominous. Doesn't sound season-ending. But it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. I, I, Jay Buck, I just hope they have him back for the Michigan game, presuming there is going to be a Michigan game. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it doesn't look good with Rantham. When you have a non-contact injury, Dave, like that, it's 
typically pretty bad. It was to the point to where where they have a wheelchair out there. They were they they had him in a wheelchair trying to take him to the locker room or something. Um, so to me, it, it's definitely worrisome. I thought he was playing outstanding so far this year. The thing that probably scares me to death, Day, is with Lathan Ransom out, does that mean Cal Martinez is going to be getting more playing time? That right there, it, it once he I saw Cal Martinez coming to the game, I closed my eyes and said, please don't throw the ball his way because it's been an automatic chunk play. In the absence of uh, Lathan Ransom, I thought Jordan Hancock, I thought he played really well um, in that role. I would like to see more of him. I don't think that Cam Martinez should be playing anywhere on the field over Jermaine Matthews. Uh, some of those younger guys have shown to be able to step up. To me, I would look at uh, the safety position and say, yes, that's a big hit. You do have some talented younger guys back there. Um, and Jordan Hancock has shown that he can play at a high level. So move him into that role. Let him get all the reps until uh, Ransom is back. That's if he comes back. In the meantime, uh, let Jermaine Matthews continue to play that nickel role because he's played outstanding. There should be no point on this defense that Cam Martinez is getting more playing time over Jermaine Matthews. I want to get your thoughts on the running backs. As the running backs turn, there's always something going on. Um, they get good news. Travion Henderson comes back, looks great, adds an element to the offense that they don't have without him. Once you get into that, if you would, just what Travion adds to this offense if he's able to stay healthy. And then we get the news on Tuesday that chops out for the season. Um, obviously, he was the third-string tailback, but, man, as we know from last year, depth can disappear quickly. Your thoughts on the impact that Travion has on this offense, and are you concerned with losing Chop? The way Travion ran that football um, up against Wisconsin, Dave, he looked like he could be one of the best running backs in all of college football. I mean, he was planting that foot goal. He was making people miss at the line of scrimmage. He was running hard. Fresh legs, Travion Henderson is outstanding. Now, when you're talking about Chop, I don't, did they even discuss when the injury took place? Was it practice? Was it a game? And that's the thing about these running backs. Like, week to week, you got to hold your breath and hope that you can have a full complement of backs there because if not – they're absolutely going to have to pull the red shirt off Dallin Hayden that they're trying to dearly hold on to because Henderson has an injury history. Chip Trano has been banged up this year. They've had Mayan. He's been in and out, in and out. He's out for good. Now you have Dallin Hayden there who's healthy. I just think that having the depth this year is critical for the running backs because they've been battling the injury bug for two to three years now. Um, but it, it is a blow as far as depth. I don't think Mayan was that productive this year. Um, he did have a couple solid games, some nice runs inside the red zone, but he wasn't your type of home run hitter that you were hoping to get out of him coming back this year. But, man, the way Trevion Henderson is playing, if he can keep this up, stay healthy, and build on that what he did against Wisconsin as we head into November. We're, we are in November now. Now that we're in November, he he can be the difference maker, the X factor, especially when you go up to Ann Arbor, because if you're able to run the football against those guys, keep that offense in balance and Michigan's not cheating. Um, I do believe that Ohio State can go up there and they're going to more than be capable to hold their own. They're going to go up there and battle those boys. Speaking of it being November here in Ohio, that means next or this weekend is fall back, which means from now on. Till we have to spring forward, the Bucknuts Morning Five will be at 9 15 
Eastern time every Friday with Mr. Jonah Booker since he's on. They don't switch times in Arizona, so getting him up at 6.15 seems a little <laughs> early. 7.15 is what it is for Jonah, so that won't change on your end, my friend, but it'll change for me and people here on the East Coast. So 9.15 a.m. going forward on Fridays. I'm looking forward to getting an extra hour of sleep this weekend, and I'm not looking forward to it being dark at 5 o'clock here, but I digress. All right, let's get into Rutgers predictions. I have my score written down. You and I have are always are pretty close on the score predictions. I don't think we've been identical, but we're always like so close. Maybe we were identical once. I can't remember. But, okay, I have my score written down. What's your prediction for this game? Ohio State's favored by 18-and-a-half. Over-under is 42-and-a-half. I have it Ohio State 34, Rutgers 10. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at, Dave? 34-to-6. See? We're always, we're always close, man. <laughs> we're always close. That's crazy, man. Thirty, and you know what? I saw somebody earlier. I can't believe that you and I are always close. Thirty-four to six. I saw now you had somebody here thirty-four to seven, but I saw somebody before we even started that had the exact score that I did. Where was this at? I could go all the way back. So we had people commenting before the show even started. Okay, where's it at? There we go. There's my guy Zachary on YouTube. Thirty-four to six. So you have the Buckeyes covering. I have the Buckeyes covering, but you have the over. I have barely the under of forty-two and a half. Yeah, I don't, man. Here's what I'll say, Jay Book. Good luck playing this against this Ohio State defense if you are a one-dimensional offense. I mean, good luck, period. But if right. you're a one-dimensional offense, and Rutgers has a heck of a running back. I respect that kid a lot. Um, but, you know, and they're a pretty good rushing offense. I think they're 39th nationally. But they're 123rd nationally in passing offense. And they, it's not like they face that many good passing defenses. They're 123rd nationally. Um, in passing offense. I think the Silver Bullets are going to shut them down. I'll be surprised if Rutgers scores a touchdown in this game. Only reason I give Rutgers a touchdown, Dave, is because Greg Schiano is notorious of pulling out every stop when it comes to the trick plays against Ohio State. He's going to have at least two to three up his sleeve, and they may backdoor one. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned that this Rutgers passing attack is, is terrible. Um, that's going to allow the defense to really pin their ears back and shut down the rushing attack. This Ohio State defense, they're going to continue their hot streak from what I can see. Um, but, yeah, this should be a game right here, Dave. The biggest thing for me as we head into the, uh, you know, the uh, November slate is stay healthy. Get out of this game healthy. You want all your key players um, to be healthy in this game. How much will we see uh, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown? That's, that's to be determined. But I do think this Ohio State team, they should be able to go ahead get up fairly sizable in that fourth quarter and start to try to get some of your backups in there. But this Rutgers team, I mean, they're not as bad as what we've typically seen from the Rutgers team. They're just like you mentioned, they're just a one dimensional team, but they are very well coached under Greg Chiano. This is going to be a big deal for Kyle McCord. I think probably most people listening to the show, watching the show know this, but even though he played high school football, obviously with Marvin Harrison Jr. in Philadelphia, he actually lives or lived across the river in Jersey. And furthermore, his dad played for Rutgers. So Kyle grew up like around the Rutgers program, obviously living in Jersey. Dad played football for Rutgers. This is a big deal for Kyle. You know, and I've been a little down on Kyle lately, but um, one thing about this kid, I had a source tell me, you know, one thing about Kyle that everybody loves is he's even keeled. The guys on the team love him. That's, that's important. And it hasn't been bad 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 with Kyle there's been a lot of good there's been a lot of good he he makes throws sometimes J book and I'm like that looks like an NFL throw and then he just he's so frustrating at times but um yeah hopefully he can was, go this is a tough record yeah. defense hopefully I he was, can show out tomorrow I will say this about Kyle 
it's not so, I mean, I'm looking at it as it's not so much about the nostalgia, like your father played there, you grew up there. But to me, I need, I need to see Kyle put to start building off momentum here, Dave, as we get ready to gear up for Michigan. We need to see more from Kyle. Like he looks like the same Kyle that you saw week two or week three. That's my that's my thing. Like right now, you would want to see him climbing that step, getting better and better and better and better to where that offense should be getting ready to hit their stride and starting to peak at the right time. I believe that is contingent on his play. If he is consistent, he's taking care of the football. He's getting the ball out of his hands on time and making accurate throws to where they're catchable footballs for his wide receivers. The offense has the potential to take off. They haven't taken off yet because of the consistency from the quarterback position. So I'm curious to see how he's going to bounce back from Wisconsin where he had all of those turnovers, made some nice throws, missed some throws. Can you actually be put a full four quarters together, not start slow and really start to ride that wave and build some momentum as you head into a Michigan game? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, and you know Shiano's going to pull out all the stops. The Shiano man, they're going to be doing like, you know, you know, passing the ball across the field on like kick returns, and he's going to be pulling out all the stops. And I know Wimsat, I've said it, they can't throw the ball. Watch watch them have a couple of plays where Wimsat's able to – because he's, he's a talented kid. They're going to yeah. take some shots down the field. Rutgers will pull out all the stops, which gives, which gives me a little bit of pause. That's why the, the title of the show is Will They Overmatch? the upstart nights. Not that they will. Will they? I don't know if they will. Mm -hmm. I'm predicting that they will win comfortably, but I don't think it's going to be some crazy blowout. But Shiano pulling out all the stops. What do you think about that? I think he's definitely going to pull out his stops. That's that's his MO since he's been at Rutgers against Ohio State. He'll pull out all the trick plays here and there. They have no chance besides the, you know, doing the trick plays and stuff and trying to ball control, sit on the clock, shorten the game. That's our only way that they're going to be able to win this football game. All right. I'll let you guys know real quick about one of our sponsors. And Jay Book and I are going to get into uh, what's going to happen at Michigan. What is Tony Petiti going to do, the new commissioner in the Big Ten? So stick with us. Uh, but I want to let you guys know about Underdog Fantasy. Love these guys and how you can uh, basically get some free money. We have to take a quick break to talk about the official fantasy partner of Bucknuts, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is super easy to use. You go on the app. And you go pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. Do that with two to five different players and you're in business. If you go five for five, you can 20x your money. For example, maybe this Sunday you want to put together an entry with all OSU alums in the NFL. You could select an entry with CJ Stroud, Garrett Wilson, and Michael Thomas all going higher than their stat total. If it hits, you win money. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog using the promo code and having fun, which we love to see if you haven't yet check it out because when you sign up you get your first deposit doubled up to $100 using code bucknuts visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and don't forget to register with my promo code bucknuts to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org all right as promised, my friend, as much as I love fantasy football, <laughs> I am loving this stuff at Michigan even more. Um, I don't know. Maybe not Maybe not last week. Last week, I was really loving fantasy football. But no, this Michigan stuff takes the cake, man. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. 
Um, now you have all these conference calls with the new commish, uh, Tony Petiti. You had the, the coaches were all pissed off. Then you had the ADs and presidents uh, were on there. And it sounds like everybody thinks something should happen to Michigan except for Michigan. My question for you, sir, what do you think Tony Petiti will do? And when do you think he will do it? This is my theory, Dave, and I could be completely off base and they announced something this afternoon um, as far as the suspension or something. But I don't think the Big Ten is going to do anything this season while Michigan is in contention. I just think that you're talking about Tony Petiti, uh, a former TV executive as well. He understands the value of the Michigan brand as far as the TV ratings and potentially the money that could be made from the playoff system. You also have to look at Fox, Dave, who is the president and CEO of Fox, which is pretty much owns the Big Ten. He's a he's a Michigan alum. The the Fox CEO and president is a Michigan alum. So yeah, Silverman, he's a Michigan guy. So I, I will to- I can totally see these guys trying to delay, delay, delay until after the season. If they were to strike on Michigan and say you're not eligible for the Big Ten championship, which in theory would then make them ineligible for the playoffs, you're talking about a $6 million to $10 million hit that the Big Ten conference will have to take. You have to ask yourself to these uh, athletic departments, are you willing to swallow that money if it means that Michigan is going to be ineligible for the playoffs and you're not going to be able to get that cut from their revenue. That's something that every team and conference will have to look in the mirror and say, hey, this means so much to us that we're willing to swallow that loss of potential playoff revenue if Michigan is not in there. Um, Now, Ohio State has the opportunity to absolutely stick the stake in those guys' heart by going up there in November and taking it to them. I mean, what's the narrative going to be, Dave, if Ryan Day can go up there and beat them? You couldn't beat Ohio State without cheating. Once you guys were found to be caught cheating, Ohio State went up to your house and took it to you. On top of that, you're going to be out of contention. You have potential sanctions looming over you. You're going to lose a ton to the NFL draft. you got a brutal schedule next year. Ryan Day has a beautiful opportunity ahead of him to really take it to those guys. Um, but I just don't have faith in the Big Ten, Dave. I don't think they have the gumps to go in there and really lay down the law like they should. Even the Purdue coach said it's been a huge competitive disadvantage. You know, they pretty much had to teach their kids a different language uh, on the fly when it comes to terminology and signs. So, yes, that that is something that I do think is critical. And there's a lot of people out there, Dave, that says, oh, you can't punish the kids. You can't punish the kids. Well, these kids have benefit from the cheating. They've. What about the kids that um, have missed out on opportunities? What about the kids who were trying to play fair and square on the other side of the field? And Michigan knows what's coming. What was it? What was the clip that came out yesterday? It was second and nine down in Ohio State's red zone against Michigan. They showed a clip of Connor Stein and said it's going to run right. What does Michigan do? run a pretty much a double safety blitz because they knew where the football was going and boom, they stopped it third and long when the, when the goal line of Ohio State eventually had to settle for a field goal. Um, but if Ohio State was, if they were playing it fair and square, would that happen? So to me, I think, I personally think that they he should do something, but I don't have faith that they will get it done because I look at it as monetary that they see so much money that's involved here 
that they're probably going to delay. Now, here's one for you, Dave, before I let you go. What if chaos completely happens with other conferences? Ohio State and Michigan, they're sitting right there at the very end. Both teams get into the playoffs. Where Guess where they would match up at? The Rose Bowl. Michigan, Ohio State rematch in the Rose Bowl. You couldn't, you can't tell me that wouldn't be by far the highest rated college football game ever as the Rose Bowl is going to be phasing out um, into more just a playoff role potentially and stuff. Having that rematch in the Rose Bowl will be absolutely incredible. A couple things. I'll kick it back to you to finish the show. Um, yeah, regarding players, uh, you know, being fair to the players, I'm so glad you brought that up because just look at what Dewan Jones said. You know, I mean, he said, come on. They asked him about it. He's with the Browns now, of course. Um, and who knows? Maybe he would have been higher than a fourth round pick if some of this stuff didn't happen. And he had a quotes like he just kind of shook his head. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we were kids, you know, and, and we kind of thought something was up. They, they seemed to know our plays. But um, he's like, at the end of the day, we're kids. So, yeah, what about guys like Dewan Jones? I, I'll go as far as I CJ Stroud would have won the Heisman, um, you know, if they would have beat Michigan last year. And who knows if they, you know, if, if they beat Michigan and CJ has a big game, he probably wins the Heisman. Um, maybe he goes number one overall in the draft. Although I don't think he's too uh, unhappy about being with the Texans. They're actually doing pretty well. But um, um, And the other thing, regarding Tony Petiti, here's the thing. We've never seen anything like this as far as the cheating scandal. We've definitely never seen anything like this where like all the other teams in the Big Ten are super pissed. So it feels like when you've got, assuming the presidents and the 80s feel the same way, which I'm guessing the vast majority do as, as the coaches, obviously the coaches are going to be a little bit more heated about it. When you have that many powerful people, 13 to 1 basically, then times however many people are on the 13 against one institution, I feel like Petiti is going to have to do something. That being said, I don't think it's going to be anything major, like cancel their season. I think it's going to be something like Harbaugh gets suspended again, or maybe multiple coaches get suspended, and Michigan's able to play. I do think the hammer's coming during the offseason. I have no doubt about that, but I, I agree with you overall. I think Petiti won't do anything major, but Jay Buck, I think he has to do something. Agree or disagree? He has to do something. I would like for him to release a, release a message, like say something to the public, like the the silence from the Big Ten office right now is what's kind of um, having people up in a frenzy. Like, okay, are you guys even going to do anything? Are you guys even investigating? Like, what's going on? Like, what's your what's your plan of action here? Um, just getting some type of communication from the Big Ten office. I'll tell you what, Michigan, they're lucky Jim Delaney's not in office right now the way he likes to lay the hammer down or they would be in, in big trouble but with a new commissioner coming in who's a white shirt executive when you look at big business Dave if you're running a major entity someone says you have to voluntarily um throw away six to ten million dollars depending on you know what the payouts are going to be that's going to be something that the the conference has to look in the mirror and say are we going to take money over the ethics because to me they this is more of a situation of ethics when it comes to Michigan as well as the spirit of the game this is this is blatantly cheating like Michigan fans can say what they want to as a former defensive player in college if you know what where they're going to go where the football if you know it's a run or a pass that is a major advantage a defensive coordinator can easily um, line up and say, hey, this is going to be a pass. 
um, or this is going to be a run. At that point, they can just they can just go ahead and um, call a defense that's going to suit that suit that area. Sorry, Dave, just had a call. <laughs> You're good, man. You're yeah, good. sorry about that. But yeah, it's a major advantage for the defensive coordinator to know if it's a run or a pass. And to me, that's just the ethics of the game. Like you have to do something to these guys. You just can't let it slide. But I don't know if they have the gumption to do it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I I can't wait to see what he does, or if if he doesn't do anything, that there's going to be a firestorm. So, either way, it's interesting. Great stuff out of Jonah Booker. Um, Ohio State Rutgers tomorrow high noon. Join me after the game. What we learned live right after Ohio State Rutgers. Uh, I'll be joined by uh, a few guests, including Steve Hellwagon and Patrick Murphy, live from Rutgers. Thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.